0: I mean his mixtape Hey everyone, I'm Remy and I'm back with an episode 2 to talk to you about two of my favorite games as a kid on my very first console, the Game Gear. So I'll start with the first one, uh, Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap. Um, That's a a platforming and action-adventure video game. It was uh, released um, by Sega on the Master System in 1989 and then on the Game Gear in 1992. So I had the chance to play it on the Game Gear and I felt really, really lucky having Game Gear because um, it was all in colour, the, the graphics were fantastic, uh, retro-elite, so it was brilliant to be able to even play it late at night. Um, so Wonder Boy at the Dragon Strap, it's that classic adventure of a um, little chap in the village, there's a dragon in the castle, there's a curse, you end up uh, fighting the dragon, you he a curse, and you'll turn into the Lizard Man. It's worth noting that there was a previous installment to the story, and apparently what makes the last level of that previous installment uh, makes the first level of the, the, the Dragon's Trap. But for the Dragon's Trap, they've shortened it and made it a lot quicker and easier so that you get on with it. So, as a Lizard Man, you're limited with only a few powers, and you're going to be fighting through a sort of semi-open map. I say that because... You can only access certain parts of the map depending on which powers you acquire through the subsequent transformation, or should I say curses. So you're going to turn into Mouse Man, Piranha Man, Lion Man, Oak Man, until eventually acquiring the Salamander Cross um, and fighting the last dragon, you, you get to become again human. Um, there's a very recent uh, release of uh, re release of that game, remastered, you could say, even, because um, wow they've done a remake of it on the Switch that came out in uh, 2017 and it is a beautiful. They've redone the graphics completely, it's got that sort of cartoon um, look to it, it's fresh, the music has been remastered and you can also switch it back to the original look so it's quite fun if you like that retro um, you can play it with the modern touch or an old touch. That game really, I spent hours playing it and I absolutely loved it. Um, I think what I loved is that, like I said, there was that semi-open map and you could explore so many different areas that never felt the same. You had uh, the desert, you had uh, with the pyramids, you had the, the mummy dragon, but then at the same time you'd end up in the jungle, on the water, uh, in some sort of um, uh, Chinese, Japanese looking era, I remember as the lion. Um, I mean, it's fantastic and the enemies they grow in strength in in kind of like a a decent way so it's not too difficult Um, and 10 year old me managed to play that game quite happily for for a long time the the reason why i wanted to talk to you about that game is because like i mentioned there's been a re-release on the switch and it's the it's I think what's spe- special about these old games and us loving nostalgia so much is that it's not so inaccessible that if some of you have never had the chance I've never had the chance to, to to play this game they can still play them nowadays and that's fantastic I think that's great. Um, the other game is more like a series I want to share with you that is quite special to me is uh, that of uh, Echo the Dolphin. Now. Echo the Dolphin, um, so Ed Annunziata is the, uh, the series' original creator, it's worth mentioning because there's different titles and they're not necessarily all from him. His idea originally was that it's, um, and I'm going to quote now, it was a dolphin story about a dolphin and time travel and aliens and the message that I wanted to come across is that we humans are not the only sentient beings on the planet. Um, said Alenziata. Um, he's, quite, he's quite active on Twitter if I remember well, and chances are if you mention Echo the Dolphin he'll probably like and retweet you, so <laughs> he's quite close to what's going on. Um, and there's a reason behind that again, but I'll, I'll kind of come back to that. So Echo the Dolphin um, it was released in 1992. There was a sequel, The Tides of Time. I played both of these game. Um, the first came out uh, in 1992, like I said, and the other one three years later, which is decent. Um, and they obviously connect it naturally. So in the first one, you're like um, that uh, lovely, cute little dolphin, uh, bottlenose dolphin. You're you're, uh, with your pod hanging out in the ocean and suddenly uh, water gets spiraled away into, well, in the sky, Uh, but you kind of escape that. And the, the aim of that game is for you to discover through a huge adventure that's going to take you as far as uh, the Arctic um, all the way back to 50 million years in the past um, in, the, in, the, in facing dinosaurs and all sorts of stuff um, through the city of Atlantis uh, and eventually you're going fi- to find out that all of this is connected to an alien race that is kind of visiting the, the, uh, the planet Earth every 500 years and kind of plundering us from our resources because they've, they've stopped being able to produce their own Um, I really like the idea, even though uh, many people have criticized the game for being quite difficult and the puzzles to be quite complex, the mechanics are very simple, they're straightforward and I think that's what makes the beauty of that game. Um, Sega were not very keen on it at first to be honest Um, and from what I've read they were kind of against it because you could not really identify as being the main character. And that's exactly what um, what the, the the creator of Echo the Dolphin, Ed Anunciata, wanted to, uh, to, to to create a world where you get to be with the main character. And um, I loved the fact that that was a real change of pace. Um, the, the the mechanics of the um, the game is simple. Um, you get to acquire some extra skills eventually, uh, including that of uh, using your sonar to kill certain um, creatures or even not even needing to resurface for air uh, which is quite cool and quite useful at a certain point in the game believe me Um, as you go on to then the second title the tides of time they've explored even more the idea that um, echo was that stone that split the stream of time into two different possible future one Uh, being a happy future of everything going well and uh, dolphins being fine and the ocean evolving into that sentient um, uh, being where it's connected different tubes of water um, against gravity in the sky, and then the other future that is all um, mechanical and, and, and well, very sad, because basically the, the, the extraterrestrial from the planet vortex have kind of taken over, and yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> so, what I loved about that video game, and that series in particular, is first, it's, it's it really got me working my brain and keeping things ticking over because the puzzles, my goodness, some of them. I remember, I think it's in the tides of time, you, you have to rebuild from scratch um, the, the asteroid, which is like the oldest the, the oldest um, uh, being alive on Earth. And you have to rebuild it from scratch. And it looks like a, like a DNA helix. And all oh, these puzzles, seriously but the sense of accomplishment when you manage to complete that is amazing. What's beautiful as well in the evolution of that game from the first to the second is the introduction of that sort of fake 3D effect that is quite cool, but also the metaspheres, which uh, allow you to transform into different animals. So uh, you get to become a seagull or a jellyfish, a shark, a school of fish. The last one was always a bit disturbing for me because there was a moment where you were a school of fish and uh, a little friendly dolphin um, sort of swims by and, and eats one of the little fish and you're thinking, hold oh, a second, did it just eat my arm or my leg or my face? What am I going to turn back into? But anyway, no. Joke aside, this is still a, a game <laughs> made for an open public, so there was none of that gruesome things. Um, but I won't lie, there were aspects of um, Echo the Dolphin that were a little bit scary. A little bit scary. Um, now, what's really exciting is that the first game I told you about, uh, has already got its re-released as a, as a new title, well not new title, like a remaster on the um, on the um, Switch uh, in 2017. Um, but Eidos anunciata has not managed to achieve that yet. It's probably been slowed down a little bit because in 2016 it's been having a bit of a low suit with uh, with uh, Sega in in kind of trying to get back the rights for Echo. Now the thing is. He contributed to the the making of Echo the Dolphin, then Echo the Tides of Time in 1995. And then there was a sort of like children educational title called um, Echo the Dolphin Junior, I think. Um, But we never got the chance to have the third installment that would really conclude the story because at the end of Echo the Tides of Time, without giving away a big spoiler, instead of doing something that he was asked to do, kind of uses something and disappears and and you're left left to wonder really like what happened to him so um there were all the titles that kind of like happened later down the line but they were not led by the imagination of annunziata in the sense that they were picked up um by another another guy Um, and they made a game called echo defender of the future but it was not a sequel to the original story. It was more like a, a parallel universe, like almost like this. They, st- they tried to do a reboot of the whole story. Um, now, where Enonciata is at is that he really wants to find a way to to continue the world of Echo the Dolphin. Um, from articles you can easily find online, you can see how. Um, at, at the moment is not necessarily able to kind of get there, but he really wants to see it evolve into using the 3D, using the, the modern technology and rendering to, to let people appreciate his original vision. And if you think of a game like um, the one I just mentioned before, um, Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap, and what they were able to turn it into. That would be absolutely amazing for the world of Echo the Dolphin, I mean, I for one would be buying the combination of both games, definitely. Um, And that's what he wants really to achieve, I mean he says, But given a choice, I'd first convert the entire game to 3D, then give the Dolphin a better control feel by taking advantage of the analog controller. Um, I think I know where he's at with that because, to be honest, there were some controls originally that were a little bit finicky, but hell, let's not let's not, uh, let's not be difficult. That was still a beautiful game. So, um, where you're at, if you've got a Switch, like I mentioned, you can pick up Wonder Boy the Dragon Strap easily and enjoy the remake and easily switch in the game itself into the way it looked like before, Otherwise, unfortunately, if you want to play Echo the Dolphin or the original title, I'm afraid you will have to be a little bit patient and hope for the best because it's not a given that it will come out or simply, well, um, get yourself (laughs) a Game Gear and the original game or perhaps even a Mega Drive and an old cartridge. I mean, I'm not one to encourage anything illegal, but you can also enjoy easily on YouTube uh, the gameplay uh, of uh, different videos that show you the entirety of the game if you just happen to watch and enjoy it that way. Um, so that's it. Uh, there were two of my big, big love as a kid uh, for the Game Gear. Some honorable mentions. I'd say Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, definitely. That I mean, Sonic. Need I say more? Um, Aladdin and the Lion King, I'm mentioning these two together because, again, they've been remastered, they've been uh, put on the Switch, um, as, I think as a combo title. Lion King, The Stampede, Need I Say More, that was one hell of a level. All the swinging from one monkey to another, I used to fall all the time. Um, and finally, Mortal Kombat 2, just because, as a kid with my brother, We'd found a way to break the game and just using Scorpio, we'd managed to get all the way to the top of the, the tower, fight after fight, just like using one mechanic, the same, again, and again. That was naughty, but hey ho, we were kids and we thought we were being smart. So, that's it for today. Bit of a short uh, episode, but I thought, you know what, doesn't mean that it needs to last for a whole hour to share my love of uh, the, the, the these two games. I hope um, I've reminded you about games you got the chance to play perhaps in the past. And if you haven't, please try to have a look at them because they are truly little gems uh, from the past. So that's it for the nostalgia today. hope you've enjoyed it and I'll um, talk to you all soon. Bye bye.